Well, 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 hello internet, hello Twitch, hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shoot the Shit, I am your host as always, Calm back with another episode, and uh, today we have a special guest, but first let's, let's introduce our co-host who was, who was a bit missing last week, uh, uh, Mr. Two Beards, uh, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I hope I hope you're you're feeling well and you're ready to go. It's all good, can't complain. Yeah, and and please try not to die on stream like you <laughs> did while we were playing games the other night. Hey, it's on history. <laughs> so if anybody says that I'm trying to lie, I'm like, go to the stream, check the VOD. You can you can see right here where I'm about to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> go check it out there. All right. So tonight for the uh, No uh, podcast, we have a special guest. Uh, we have Roku. Uh, Roku, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I guess you could say, uh, give us a little bit of information. You know, where you're from, what you do, and a little bit about yourself. Go ahead, sir. Introduce yourself. Um, okay, so more or less all I can say is Roku. I've, I've been a little bit familiar <laughs> with uh, some of what's going on with shoot the shit you know for the most part and uh look i'm here to just take and bring a whole another perspective that's really the best thing i can uh, as far as anything like i'm an artist taking through graphic arts stuff like that I'm a big company i'd say beyond that nothing special awesome right, so awesome sounds like one of the guys yep definitely does <laughs> All right, so uh, before we go into the topics, uh, um, uh, Mr. Two Beers, typically on Friday, uh, we usually do uh, penalties for our Con versus Two Beers series. Um, you <laughs> lost, and lucky for you, because I'm a busy man, I have not had a chance to post on YouTube yet that video, but it will be up, folks, by uh, Saturday, tomorrow, guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what's your challenge for our uh, next game, sir? Um, the challenge for the next game is we will both get a GTA Five. Uh, oh. We will do GTA. <laughs> we would do GTA Online, and the first person who basically dies uh, ten times will be the person who will have to do the next week's uh, punishment. Okay, so. Uh... And the death yeah. can come. The death can come any way possible. It can come from the random people who are online as well. It can come from either one of us killing each other, or by a cop. Doesn't matter. Gee, this sounds uh, just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, you know how. I, well, you know how I feel about GTA. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, thank you. You thought I was going to say Tekken 7, didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought you would have took a wrestling game, which you know I'm really bad at, the new WWE series. That would have been the smart thing, but... I don't want to play that shit either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you, ask you to play. I'm torturing myself putting that game on. Oh, uh -huh. my goodness. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, let's jump into the topics. We got uh, quite a few, and uh, oh... Oh, whew. I thought all my notes went bye-bye. I was about to go crazy. <laughs> all right. So um, let me real quickly jump into um, share my screen with everybody. Uh, 
So the first thing I guess we could talk it to is a story that that uh, pretty much came out yesterday. Doctor Strange to uh, Scott Derrickson, the director, has dropped out. I believe he's getting a executive producer credit um, from Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of the Madness. There's a lot of speculation coming in to uh, why he wants to leave, and a lot of fans have the same speculation which was uh recently at comic con san diego comic con scott derrickson came out he stated that dr strange 2 was going to be a horror movie everybody was like oh wow yeah they're happy because of course everybody knows um scott derrickson is known uh for doing his horror movies uh that's where his diary that's where he comes from in terms of his background in directing and then uh, a few weeks ago kevin feige is in the interview and he's saying Oh, yeah, Doctor Strange 2 is not a horror movie. It's just going to have some scary elements. And then two weeks later, we see that uh, Scott Derrickson leaves due to, and I'm using air quotes, creative differences. So <laughs> so um, I'm going to pass this off to you first, Two Beers. What's your uh, thoughts on uh, Scott Derrickson and uh, him leaving Doctor Strange 2? Yes. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's to be expected. Like, um... He had his vision for the movie, and at first it seemed like it was approved, and then somebody... At first, I thought it might have been a, a Kevin Fe- Foggy thing, but I mm-hmm. think it's not, because it seems that whatever whatever his vision was at the time, Foggy was okay with, because it's still fit into the uh, scope of his grand plan of where he's doing with, uh, is it Phase 5 or Phase 6 we're going into now? We're in 5. Uh, phase 4. Okay. Phase 4. Uh, phase 4? Sure. I believe yeah, 4. All right, so it fit into his grand vision or whatever it is he wanted Marvel to go at. So this, I'm thinking that some maybe some investors got some cold feet, got cold feet, or maybe somebody on the board got cold feet, and then they were like, "No, we can't. Uh, we're, we can't um, do. We can't do horror." I hope that's not. I hope that's not the case because then that means that um, um, Disney execs might start acting like DC. I mean, Warner Brother execs where they're stepping in uh, to the creative process of the movies. Um, okay. I still don't think it's a big problem because um, it's not to the point where it's like um, Cyborg, which is, I mean, not Cyborg, Flash, which is like going through like six different directors now. So, uh, but one thing that I found interesting was that the, whoever, the guy that they're supposedly eyeing, I forgot the director's name. He's also a horror director. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I hope it's not corporate meddling, but I, I think maybe that, whatever Feige's plan was, he just changed it, and that's why that vision of horror that he had no longer fits. I'd okay. rather have that be the case. Okay. I somewhat disagree with you. I'll get with you. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk, <laughs> tell you my opinion first, but let's first hear from uh, Roku. Go ahead, Roku. What's your take on this? No, I was going to say that I really do think that it's corporate meddling for the most part. Um, the mouse is... I don't think the mouse knows what to do anymore <laughs> after the fiasco with Star Wars and a TV show <laughs> out doing its only a, a actual motion picture. Like they, they just lost their minds and they're right now just trying to figure it out and they're affecting things that probably don't need to be messed with. That's that's my legitimate thoughts on that one. Okay. Okay. Fair. I disagree with both of you. And I'm gonna say oh, this. Snap. I'm gonna say this. Feige, as often in 
and I got to do Rest in Peace Collider because Collider, as we know, it is no longer what it is. I guess we should have probably talked about that too, but uh, I guess we could say that for another show. But uh, mm-hmm. um, used to always say in uh, Feige we trust and talked about Feige as a god, and I still think that Feige is still of that level. Uh, Star Wars is a separate thing. I agree, Roku. Star Wars definitely has uh, Disney and the mouse shook, but um, as we see, I think they're transitioning it over to Feige because in Feige they trust. Uh, I honestly think that this was, he came in with his first script and they were like, how are we supposed to sell this to children? (laughs) 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 Scott Derrickson, who made, you know, Exorcism of Emily Rose and Sinister was like, hey man, this is what I do. And they probably was a couple of things they asked him to take out. And he was like, no, I'm not going to. And it was like, OK, well, we'll we'll go in a different direction. And I think that's the route that's happened. I think, unfortunately, Disney, with all the money that they've made under the Marvel Studios brand, I think uh, the formula that they have, they want to stick with and they don't want to stray outside. I don't really think they like to take a lot of risks when it comes to it. Uh, you could say, well, well, they took a risk by making Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but. Let's let's kind of look at what they do. I mean, now they they have their stride. They can pretty much introduce any movie, and even if it's not bad, it's still good. <laughs> you know, it's not. I mean, like Ant Man. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, Ant Man's making yeah. like five hundred million. I mean, is it? Do you get the? Is, is it the exceptional billion? No, but still, I mean, Ant Man. You're saying that at this point, yeah. they might as well take a risk because they've actually they have the the leeway to do it now. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, so. Go ahead. But here's 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 the question though. It's like, was the first Doctor Strange aimed towards children? I mean, outside of the magic carpet, I mean, Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, could you really say that? Yeah. <laughs> it was family friendly. I'll say it was family it was friendly. friendly. It was family family friendly, but it's it's one of those things where I got a superhero that, inception. Yeah, I, I got a feeling that this really needed to to have that extra spin because Doctor Strange can go there. That's kind of like the thing about that character. So with a character that can actually touch on a lot of different things, a lot of different dimensional, you know, possibilities and, you know, just who look at Dormammu, like look at all of the things that they potentially could have done with that. If you oh, have I a know. chance to roll forward, yeah. it could be phenomenal. Like trying to take and focus it on children, they're going to, they're actually going to hurt. And Foggy has said that he wants to, the ever Marvel movies basically led uh, into a into an Avenger sort of thing. He said he wants to do the same thing for the horror part of the Marvel universe. So this could have been a nice place to start. I mean, it has uh, to be because yeah, this, put, this this is one of those things that whether you anybody thinks about it or not, this creates a domino effect of worry for well, what happens with the next Deadpool movie. Is that going to be PG-13 or PG or what? They actually announced what they're doing with that, and it's pretty interesting. And what's that? They're going to do the duel <laughs> like they did before? Yep, they're doing... They will, they will be doing. They will be doing two Deadpool's. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, um, there will both be. They're both going to be played by Ryan Reynolds. They will both be the same character. It's just that when he's on his own in his solo movies, he gets to be rated R. But when he's, whenever he shows up in a, a Marvel universe, whether it's an X Men movie, uh, Avengers movie, any type of uh, Marvel movie, he's um, regulated to PG thirteen. Well, that makes sense. And when you said two yeah, yeah. Deadpool's, I was thinking you were making like, oh, the two oh. versions of the movie. Okay, oh, no, no, that no, makes no. sense. Yeah, that no. makes sense. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing there. <laughs> Since he breaks the wall all the time, it'll be pretty interesting if he actually brings up the fact that he can't curse in the uh, the other movies when he uh, whenever he makes a cameo or appears in it. 
That's going to be very That's interesting. What I to do. It's going to be very interesting because the one issue that always came out with Venom, because Venom was supposed to be towards the rated R thing, was that they were afraid that if they make Venom rated R and then Kiss and you have Spider Man, Spider Man crossovers, they they're like they don't want kids to go from a PG thirteen movie to a rated R movie because they like a character. So I'm very curious if uh, Disney holds up on that end of the bargain. With, uh, I Deadpool. do think that somebody has to like fill in like um there there is like a um a moment of out of touch here because like I'm not um now, now tell me if I'm wrong but I I don't really see kids playing with toys anymore like most people who seem to buy the uh, action figures and stuff like that seem to be um older teens to adults who buy them as collectibles and stuff like that who are fans well, yeah, of the uh don't have the money <laughs> yeah so uh, like i'm so it, i always find it interesting that they still uh push it towards kids but like i don't really see kids um well i really keep, don't see kids with action figures like that anymore. Keep, keep this in mind when i say kids i don't mean actual kids like nickelodeon i mean family friendly so something that the whole family could watch whether you're young teenager or what the but there's a big watch. part of that built on the built on the on merch sales and stuff like that. Of course, there's still like doing like it. just like for, still like for instance it. like um like for instance um like Baby Yoda, like most of the people who are going to buy that are going to be like um like teenagers up to uh, old people. Like I don't really see that there's going to be like a bunch of little kids running around with a Baby Yoda plush. I see it. You see? I don't <laughs> yes. <see> that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see that with you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's like, put it this way. You have people who do not care about Star Wars at all, and they see Baby Yoda, and it's like, I want to watch The Mandalorian now. Not for The Mandalorian, <laughs> for Baby Yoda. Yep. He, keep in mind, he's he's the biggest meme of 2019 now. <laughs> he's everywhere. You don't even have to know Star Wars to know the Baby Yoda memes. So, yeah, I, I can see it. And of course, you know my my thought on this. This family friendly. I don't think they. This makes me not want to see Blade, but that's a different topic. We've me and you've had arguments they two years are about it. Crush Blade. Yeah, it's going to be family friendly Blade. <laughs> they are going to crush Blade. I bet they are. They're going to crush some other family friendly. It's going. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see, good sir. You only like, oh my god, Blade was the shit. I'm sorry for every down YouTube here. Like, yeah, hey, hey if, if I eat crow, I eat crow. But uh, <laughs> before, before we leave, do you, does uh, we'll leave one last thought for everybody, and we'll start with Roku first. Um, does um, do you think Doctor Strange Two is going to be a success, even under new uh, director? Go with you, Roku. Um, let's put it this way: since there hasn't been anything revealed yet for it outside of, well, I can't say nothing, but there's been very little of it so far, as far as you know, details or anything like that beyond just the director changes and so on and so forth. A lot of people can go into this, blind, you know, and not have too much fear. It's, I mean, after everything happened with Avengers Endgame, it's pretty much a restart anyway. So, yep. What's to lose? Okay, uh, two beers. At the very least, it'll be an average popcorn flick. I don't think it'll be bad. Okay. I think this is a little bit different than Ant-Man, which changed directors, because uh, I believe Scott Derrickson is getting executive producer because they're probably going to use his script, most likely, or at least parts of it. So I think uh, it's going to be a similar vision to probably what he had, but a slightly different take. So uh, I think it'll still be good. All right. With that said, let's go into uh, topic number two. 
And uh, topic two is trailers. <laughs> a mm. lot of trailers mm. came out this week. Let's first start with one that's actually not a, a movie in a movie theater. But um, oh snap! Let's go. Let's go with Tyler Perry, right? Tyler Perry is a very interesting guy because he has good stuff and he has bad stuff. And when I say bad stuff, I'm all I'm going to say is, "Have you watched The Oval?" Anyway, <laughs> uh, he comes out with um, a new sh- a new movie coming on Netflix. Uh, in fact, I think it comes out uh, actually next week. It's called A Fall from Grace. Uh, where it's where you have a woman, you know, businesswoman, and she falls in love with a guy, and then out of nowhere, all of her business accounts and everything is cleared out. It seems like the guy might be dead, and basically, we don't know what's happening, and she's going to court. Did she kill the guy? Did she steal the money? This is all a coup. What did you uh, guys think of uh, Fall Grace? And I'll start with you two beers. It's interesting. Um, at first, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's the typical... Um... Tyler Perry, all black men are shit movie, <laughs> but then it uh, it didn't like uh, towards the end of the trailer, like when all of a sudden uh, the gigolo was uh, killed, um, and then she was still saying that she didn't do it. Then it kind of like uh, went into a mystery there, where she makes mm-hmm. me feel that it could be a deeper aspect to it. So I'm I'm kind of curious to check it out. Yeah. I mean, it don't cost you anything to watch it. It's Netflix unless you... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Roku. Your take on the trailer. Gosh. All right. I'm I'm literally right there with you, Beers. I saw this and was like, <laughs> Tyler Perry doing the stereotypical thing again. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm so tired of the formula from him that it's just like, I don't know how free it is. I don't even want to... <laughs> I'm paying for Netflix already. And that's one series I don't even want to think about touching. Like, or one movie I'm like, God. like I looked and I saw that trailer and that's the first thing that came to mind is just like when is somebody gonna have a come to Jesus moment and <laughs> wow that ladies go get yourself a light skin man <laughs> like, like if he drives a bus you're safe let's go <laughs> wow wow that's I mean I, it, I have very little hope when it comes down to that. Like I'm, I'm expecting a typical formula, and I'm waiting to see if Tyler Perry will surprise me. I will just because I already have Netflix. I will consider checking that out and hope he can prove me wrong. Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> wow, we have uh, some non-Tyler Perry fans. Well, I'll go and say I was actually surprised by the trailer. First off, I was surprised by uh, how serious it looked. Because there's a lot of really bad Tyler Perry movies. And I'm not talking about Medea. I'm talking about whatever that one movie was with the woman on the boat. Oh, my goodness. It's it's some really, really, really bad Tyler Perry movies. But um, I like the uh, cast. I think the cast is actually uh, pretty good. They got my uh, boy. I always call him Eggs. uh, Makab Brooks and Eggs coming from True Blood. Because that's (laughs) where I first saw him ever. So he'll always be known as Eggs to me. Uh, Him with that box. I kind of laughed at it. It looked kind of (laughs) goofy. But aside from that, him playing that sinister boyfriend role. Husband role. I I actually enjoyed it. And I, I like the... I like the mystery of it, right? So uh, for me, I'll probably definitely be checking it out uh, and seeing what it's like. And uh, with that said, let's move over to the next uh, trailer that we got, which is New Mutants, which is very interesting because when Disney first acquired Fox, New Mutants was on the uh, radar as being a Hulu 
movie and a Hulu exclusive. <laughs> and uh, out of nowhere, yeah, we get a trailer for New Mutants. So um, I'm going to go with you, uh, Roku. Uh, what did you think of the uh, New Mutants uh, trailer? Well, when I saw that trailer, I was thinking, oh, this is the, the horror movie that's not, that almost never was. Great. Um, I, I was just sitting there things like, it. I saw the trailer and I was thinking about the original one and I was like, this is like this is not going to be like the horror thriller that I was thinking about, especially because it just it dawned on me as the movie trailer went on. I was like, wait a minute, they're mutants. They have powers. They fight horrors all the damn time. What if this like this is this, <laughs> it's like this? This is going to be a run of the mill X Men movie with a little bit more jump with jump scares. That's literally it. That's fine. <laughs> Interesting tape. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> go, go, go ahead, two beers. Now, when this trailer dropped, I was like, what? I had to like look a couple of times at my screen. I was like, I was looking forward to say like a couple of years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's new. So I'm like, huh, that's weird. So then I clicked on it and watched it. And I'm like, oh, this actually looks fun. And like, um, now one of the things I'm uh, one of the things I'm curious about because I read the same things that you did that one that was going to be a Hulu exclusive and then after they dropped that there was like a it may just still show up on Disney Plus just for extra content to be on there and it looks like no it's like they're putting it in theaters so maybe somebody has some faith in this after all so I was like huh that's very very interesting I went back um, after you told me that somebody told you that this that they think this is based off of the uh, the Demon Bear story. Which is a, a very very good um, mm-hmm. New Mutants uh, arc, yeah. Comic. I went back and then I saw it through the trailer and I'm like, snap! Because at first, you know, I wasn't even paying attention to the monster. I'm like, snap! It does look like the Demon Bear because before that, I was just looking at the uh, blood bleeding on the walls and everything like that. And yep. um, one of the audience members always stops by normally. Pain. He thought it was the Shadow King, and mm. I was like, yeah, maybe it is the Shadow King. But now it's like it makes much more sense because uh, Danielle Proudstar, she's the most prominent person in the trailer, seems to be yes. focused on her. So it makes sense that it's the, it's the uh, Demon Bear, um, the Demon Bear story. And if they do it just like if they do it even remotely like the comic, a lot of people are going to be uh, very pleased with the uh, this movie. Awesome, awesome. Um, I enjoyed the trailer. Uh, I like so you don't have to be a full horror movie, right? You could have horror aspects of it think um like brightborn or even though i haven't seen it <laughs> but you can have like horror aspects to movies i thought that was pretty good i mean what do they have to lose with it i mean they, they already tank with with phoenix which was atrocious so any money that you can make in the theater is just going to help with the debt that you already have from all the reshoots but uh i did kind of i'm, I'm curious as to what version we're going to get uh i did tell two there's a little bit of history about the uh, movie uh, the f- director uh, for New Mutants and the uh, director is um, oh, what is his name? It is um, Josh Boone. Josh Boone wanted to do a horror aspect of the movie. He, they said, okay, go ahead. Fox oh, yeah, gave him funny. money. And then in the middle of shooting, they're like, 
Yeah, we wanted to be more aligned with the X-Men movie. So let's take out the horror aspects. So you had to rechange the script and rechange everything. <laughs> redo the move, do the movie itself. They cut the first uh, trailer, which is horror-esque. And then everybody's like, oh, this is going to be great as a horror movie. And then Fox is like, oh, geez, people think it's going to be a horror movie and they want horror. So then they spend a whole bunch of money reshooting the film <laughs> to put it back to the way Josh Boone originally intended the movie to be. Oh, God, which I like to call goodness. which I like to call Fox fuckery so, <laughs> so, so I'm very curious as to which version of this movie we're going to get is it going to be and according to Josh Boone the director when they put out this trailer they said it's going to be more aligned to his original vision so I'm guessing it's going to be the one with the uh, reshoots itself I'm, I'm curious I'm very curious uh, if even if it's just an X Men movie with horror aspects, I I think it'll still be interesting. Do you think if it does well that they'll potentially use it as a as a backup jump on point to get him into the MCU? No, and I mean, and I mean mutants as a whole, not just. N- no, I'm going to tell you this right now. If if it's good. The only time you'll ever see these guys are in Deadpool. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> It'll be cameos. <laughs> yeah, it'll be just cameos. They'll come by and be like, oh, let's get the X-Men. Oh, I can't afford them, but hey, you guys sold a pretty good movie. The other ones suck for X-Men, so you're part of our team now. It'll be something silly like that. That's the only time you'll ever see it. That's it. This this is I believe this is a one and done. Yeah. That's a yeah, possibility. Yeah. I think the uh Oh, I was gonna say I think the X-Men are even they're either coming through either um, WandaVision, the Doctor Strange movie, which the WandaVision movie, WandaVision show is supposed to tie into, or they're going to come in during the uh, the Eternals. I'm leaning towards the last Eternals. I think That's the my... Eternals is going to be the jumpstart like it was in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Because they said that so Eternals gonna be... is going to change everything. Yeah, so I'm, I'm expecting either one of those three uh, will be the jump on point for mutants to appear in the Marvel U. Yeah, I agree. All right. Speaking of horror, let's actually go to a horror movie that you actually posted, uh, Two Beers. Uh, Gretel and Hansel, which is a uh, horror fantasy take on the old famous um, Gretel, uh, Hansel and Gretel title. Same, almost same title, just reversed. And uh, it's being directed by Oz Perkins. Roku, uh, what was your take on the uh, Gretel and Hans trailer? Hansel trailer, sorry. It's like I feel like I'm coming across as a super negative guy right now. <laughs> no, let the, let the hate flow. <laughs> My first take when it was this is just another girl power movie at first because like, <laughs> the first thing I noticed was it's like is this the little kid from it that busts his head on the on on the uh the police barrier like, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like i mean it's like the, the, the boy was just a complete moron from one first take i'm like all right all right i, I kind of see let's just go ahead and and and, and let it happen <clears throat> and this, this movie just looks like it's gonna it looks like it's gonna have some pretty good you know fear factor going for it you know some good jump scares you know some good you know horror element but i'm i'm just literally sitting there thinking like oh, your mic's starting to cut out just a little bit sir just to let you know yeah you're 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 robotizing 
no, no, I just, no, I just looking to say like, can we just get a good movie instead of one pushing an agenda? Okay, okay. Two beers. Um, I'm I'm interested. I've never I never um I never actually read the actual grim fairy tale, so I don't know how the how the uh, the real tale goes. Mm-hmm. But the uh, um the trailer made it seem like the witch is grooming uh Gretel to become a witch. Like instead of instead of eating both Hansel and Gretel, it seems like she's gonna she's trying to make her eat her own brother. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got towards the end yeah. of the trailer, which was pretty weird. So I was like, huh. So yeah, I'm curious to see where they're going at with it. I probably I'm probably not gonna. I don't know. I, I might catch it on the matinee, but I'm I'm not. I don't know if I'm actually gonna go uh, pay like full price to go see it. But I, I am interested in. I agree with you. I think from a movie standpoint, I, for me, I think visually it looks stunning, right? I, I, yes. It, it, yeah. it kind of gives me the the witch vibes when I look at it. Um, I think for that part uh, alone, I think it looks pretty good. I'll check it out when it uh, drops on Netflix. I'm not running to the theater <laughs> to go see it, but, uh, you know. And, and and the cast is, I mean, the cast is, is pretty good. You got Alice Creek as uh, Holda, basically the witch herself and for those who don't know Alice Creek, uh she's the boar queen <laughs> in Star Trek folks. Uh yeah, yeah. So uh you know, it's like wow, they got the boar queen yeah. as the witch. So you know me as being a Star Trek head, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so and That's then pretty you, damn cool. I didn't even know that was her. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. And uh Gretel's being played by Lilith uh Sophia or Sophia Lillis, which is the uh the girl from uh it. So yeah, I'm 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 definitely all about that. I'm like, oh, you got Bev from it too as your other second uh, main character. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. It's like I said, this is something that I'll I'll take a look at before we before we go to the last trailer. One thing I did forget to bring up about uh, New Mutants, and uh, this is actually something that my brother brought up to me. So don't jump on me like Khan. Here you go, bringing race in this shit. But <laughs> but let's 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 talk about one thing, right? So. An interesting thing is that uh, in in the new in the trailer you have Alice Braga, right, and she's playing Doctor Cecilia Reyes. Now in comic books, Doctor Cecilia Reyes is normally a dark skinned Hispanic woman because she's mixed, both black, and she has dreads. So you have this light skinned Hispanic woman looking at it, and people are going, "Well, what's the difference? They're Hispanic." Well, one of the things that I wanted to cover back in our P3 days that we will get around to in this one is colorism in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. I and, and one of the big issues, and there's a lot of uh, darker skin Hispanic women who come in and talk about how they're never allowed to get all any roles in movies because all the roles go to lighter skin Hispanic women. Uh, a lot of them go to, you know, and they, they just can't get the roles. So do you think this... No one, of course, is saying anything because I don't think most people really know who the character is. They did the same thing to Roberto as well. I actually brought that up. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Brian and Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Do you, so what are like, your takes like, on damn, it? They could, I was like, damn, they couldn't find a dark-skinned Brazilian brothers to play the role. <laughs> Roberto, Roberto's dark as fuck in the comics. Yes. So I'm like, um, I'm like, this dude is super. This dude is um, Telemundo light. So yes. I'm like, um, <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> so like, um. I've tried to put my piece to with things like this. Yeah, um, yeah. That where it's like, uh, as long as the actor is good, and at least as long as they're trying to, um, at least if they're long as they're trying to get the race right. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I've been kind of, um, 
I'm, I'm I've been kind of like uh, putting that as a compromise. Yeah, but like they they really do like this was like a um, and a especially for um, countries like Brazil if they get to see this movie where they have a huge colorism problem there. Yeah, like uh, it might have been nice um, for the uh, the darker Brazilians to actually see their self portrayed um, as strong characters on the uh, the screen because it's like I mean. They went out of they went out of their way. They they cast Wolfbane Wolfsbane perfectly. They cast uh, Sam Guthrie perfectly, mm-hmm. and they they, they cast um, Elena Rasputin. My God, she stepped right out of the comic book pages like that. They got the bangs and everything on her. I'm like I'm like damn, they did damn good on with Elena. Yeah. So I'm like yo, I'm like you know, a couple shades darker wouldn't hurt. So yeah, I wish they had gone that route and actually cast somebody darker. Yeah. But if if but let's just say that. They were wide open casting and like a bunch, and they did have a bunch of people come in of all shades, and it was just that those two actors were the ones who knocked it out of the park. Then I accept that, you know. So it's like, um, okay, okay. what can you do? Yeah, Roku, anything on on this? Oh God, <laughs> this, is a can of this right here is a whole can of worms. <laughs> oh gosh, so. At first, I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know what? They want to keep, you know, all of the Afro Afrocentrics out of this movie. Cool. That means that's one less person that's going to die first. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, look, come on. Let's just be realistic. In movies like these, well, in movies and horror movies in general, like, assuming even and granted, it's probably isn't going to be a horror. But when in when horror movies in general, the only way the black guy survives is just more. So. There can be only one. The Highlander will still stay. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, so, I mean, look, if they want to push, you know, the whole light skin thing and, you know, designer baby thing and all that other stuff, you know, you know what? I don't even care anymore. It's Hollywood. I expect at this point. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, I kind of agree to it too. I, I, I think it's definitely an issue. I know, um, like I've talking to two beards and my wife and my brother, who's very big on it, um, about like even Storm, right? And he's like, "Dude, can we can we actually get a dark skin Storm X Men finally? <laughs> Dude, why do we gotta get these these uh, Holly Berry? Finally get it now. This to uh, through Marvel. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, that, that was just Brian Singer's perfect uh, personal preference. <laughs> He was like, <laughs> Darkie's ill. <laughs> he was casting for <laughs> So we're gonna I'm pretty sure we're gonna finally get a get a uh, dark skin chica. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. It was an interesting take, and I know it's very big. Like we don't see it from our community when we look at movies, you know, that it's probably not the first thing that comes to mind. But uh, for a lot of Hispanic actresses, because this is more an issue, I think that impacts a lot more the females than the males. We do have some, you know, dark skinned males like Giancarlo and others, you know, but it seems like definitely for females. And I've heard a lot of uh, darker skinned females talk about it, how they can't get roles. They can barely do modeling. It's a lot of issues because Hollywood and the American, not American, but basically the world public believes the lighter you are the more beautiful you are, the dark you are, the uglier you are. So they mm-hmm. they usually cast on those type of things. So tale as old as time. Yep. 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 No, a tale as old as what? 
1500s. <laughs> 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 Let's keep it 100. <laughs> that is and well, let's get to our last trailer, the one that just came out. Um, Warner Brothers have just released the last and final trailer to Birds of Prey, which is an R-rated movie, even though they did not release an R-band last trailer for it. And it actually comes out in less than a month, February 7th. I'm going to start with you, Roku. Uh, what's your take and your feels on the uh, Birds of Prey trailer and the Birds of Prey movie? You know what? As far as the Birds of, Tra- uh, Birds of Prey trailer and my feeling for the movie as a whole right now, just all, just off of this trailer, this was the one trailer that I was genuinely like, you know what? This actually entry. This is this is this is actually this looks like an actually good Charlie's Angel movie plus. I don't know, <laughs> but like it's just it seems like it's going to capture at the very least a very good feel for the characters. Like and, and I, I felt that the moment I saw Harley Quinn blast the guy in the face with a slug made out of bubble gum, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like toss, you know, chalk, chalk up the fact that they actually started the trailer off by. <laughs> Hopefully, blowing up the Jared Leno Joker. You know, we're we're you know, <laughs> yeah. <I'll mess> <laughs> that. <laughs> we don't even get the cameo in the movie. <laughs> we just assume he's in the truck getting blown. No, I hear there's going to be a stand-in. It's going to be a stand-in for him, similar to uh, Superman in the uh, Shazam movie. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> wow. But, no, but that um that trailer actually really intrigued me. Um, enough that I would actually say, like, I don't think I'd pay full price for it, but that is definitely what I think I might go see. Just okay. Nice. 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 Wow, that's positive. Good vibes. Uh, two beards. Um, a, a, a lot of my faults actually mirror his. Like the first one that we were talking about, even though I thought the first trailer had some uh, some good fun parts in it, it it, it, it seems so low brow and low budget. Like, uh, we I agree when you said it, it felt like you were watching a uh, trailer for a CW show. Yeah. Um, this time around with trailer two, they came out of the park full cylinder swinging. It was a lot of fun. The part with the only part that, that bothered me out of the whole trailer was uh, when she was ramming the guys uh, heading to the steering wheel. Whoever the act, whoever the actor was, it seems like he was like fighting her on it, like he wasn't actually taking the brunt. So it kind of made the choreography look weird. <laughs> bad but sell, like, uh, like we say in wrestling. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, bad sell of it. But other than that, like uh, it's looking, it's looking very enjoyable. The comedy's looking off the charts. I, I don't even mind the fact that they've completely changed um, Cassandra Kane's character around. Yeah, she's 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 my favorite Batgirl, basically. So, yeah. but so I'm uh, I'm curious to see why they decided to make her this way in this movie. Black Canary as a black woman is interesting. A lot of people are gonna cry and bitch about that. Uh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're probably like cutting themselves whining right now. Looks pretty fun. My my wife wants to go see it, so we we'll probably hit a matinee up for it. Cool. But, yeah. Other than that, I'm actually interested. Well, here comes the negative. Hey, what about you, sir? Here, oh, comes, here the comes the negative. Here <laughs> comes the negative. Okay. As two viewers alluded, the first trailer to me looked like a CW take. I, I just could not stand what I was seeing. I was like, dude, this is this this is disgusting. And then I looked at this trailer and I don't know. I, I think okay here let me I think I understand what the problem is when I look at this trailer and what they I think what they wanted to do they they were successful in what they wanted to do 
but it's unsuccessful for me, which is to try to make it look like Suicide Squad. I just got Suicide I Squad. I got that feeling a little bit too. And, yeah, and my memory Suicide Squad just made me go, ugh, ugh. I, I'm, not, I'm not for this. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think it may surprise me. I mean, when I first saw most of the Joker trailers, they didn't really do anything for me. And then I saw the movie and I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. So I'm hoping I get that feel from it where it's like, yep, I'm going in thinking it's going to be crap. And you know what? Hey, it was actually not that bad. It was actually pretty good. But uh, for me, looking at it, I, I when I look at it, I know she's Harley Quinn. I just don't get the vibe. I don't know what it is. I just don't get it. And she's doing everything that's Harley Quinn. But for me, just seeing it on the screen, it just it's like I don't I don't know. What, it's just a disconnect somewhere for it. And all the other characters, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like Birds of Prey to me. It feels like, hey, I'm Harley Quinn. Come be in my movie. Even though it's called Birds I'm of Prey. I'm very surprised uh, Poison Ivy's not in it, to be honest with you. Uh, that's the next movie, which is The Sirens. Is that also <laughs> going to have Margaret Rory in it? Yep. And that oh, movie is current. The place. Yeah, so that, so the, wait, so the word came out that uh, Bright, and I didn't put it in, in our thing to cover it, but um, the director of the original uh, Suicide Squad, I believe, was also the director of Bright. Um, David Ayers, yeah, David Ayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's supposedly doing um, Goth- Gotham City Sirens, and uh, he said he that learned this lesson yet. No, so he said, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He said that uh, Bright, Bright Two, Bright Two, the Netflix movie is in production. They're working on it, but uh, Birds of Prey is currently uh, on hold, and I think they're waiting to see what this movie does before they green light and say go ahead. But yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I. <laughs> Yo, if you take my movie, I had a clear narrative for, I had a clear script and everything, and you have like a fucking music video company come in and edit my shit and then put it up there. It's your fault. You're the failure. Hey, we come back and direct this next movie. Fuck you. <laughs> I ain't directing shit. <laughs> Oh, direct bro. these balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, man. yeah. <laughs> I'm still scared as, as much as I love that Wonder Woman trailer because it took so long. It, it got yep. delayed so many times and they, yep. and they even held the trailer off. I'm afraid uh, Warner Brothers has stepped in and did some of their magic to that, tra- that to that movie as well. Yeah, think about this. Wonder Woman 84 is probably just as old as New Mutants. Yep. So we're talking like two years old it's from like, when it was know, done. It's, it's like they see the blueprint in front of them. It's like, hey, when we don't mess with the creative team, the movies do well. Hey, when we mess with the creative team, we get Fantastic Four. We get Suicide Squad. Yep. We get a um, we get a um, Batman v Superman. We get a uh, uh, we get Justice League. Uh. So I I don't I I don't understand. Well, when you're an investor and you're you're putting millions of dollars in, I guess you you know you want to have your say and come in with the big balls to say, yeah, this this needs to be tailored the way I like it. So that's the only thing I could think of. Super quick note: this reminds me of um, this sort of thing reminds me of um, uh, back in back in the day, uh, Captain America was uh, was flailing as a comic and it was crashing hard. Like they had stupid storylines. Like there was a. Uh, 
there was Cap Wolf when he he would turn into a werewolf and dump like anything they could try to think of to actually get Captain wow. America back on top. Wow. Yeah, Cap Wolf. <laughs> so um, Cap by there night. Was even, there was even the there was even the point where he lost his super soldier serum, so they had him wearing armor, but it looked like a like football like football armor. It was it was terrible. So like um, Mark Wade and Ron Garney come in and they completely revamp the character. It shoots up to a top ten selling comic book, like because Mark Wade is that damn good when it comes to comic book writing, and and uh, Ron Garney's an amazing comic artist. There, the sales are popping off the the charts, and then it's like Mark Wade is like he gets a call from Marvel for a for a urgent meeting, and he expects they're gonna come in and be like thanking him for uh for making a top ten book again. He's like it's a bunch of guys who sit down, and they're like, all right. We're gonna show you how to not mess this up, so you don't lose the sales that we're getting on Captain America. <laughs> wow! And he was like, and they wanted him to. They were like, all right, so kids are in the energy projection, so Captain America is gonna have an energy shield now. Wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Wade was like, if I had a revolver with me, he was like, I'd probably be in jail at the end of that meeting. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, uh, wow. So. When I see this sort of stuff that happens now in these movies and stuff like that, my mind always reverts back to that story, that that sheer stupidity of investors and people who feel that they uh, know better than the uh, creative minds that are doing it. It's like all you have to do is worry about the budget. All you have to do is worry about the finances, make sh- and uh, like um, the contracts and make sure the paperwork is done in the cities and stuff like that. Let the creative people that you hired to create let them create. Uh, I don't think it's that hard. But you, you know what? Warner Brothers has no excuse for any of these bad superhero movies. <clears throat> it's they like, don't like Marvel. Unlike Marvel, every one of their animated movies has been halfway decent to incredible. Like, yeah. why don't they just get the guys who are obviously better by writing scripts with these animated films to just do the live action ones and say, here, let us just let the people that know how to do it do it. Because they'll step in and mess that up too. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> no, it's like you know, you know that um, you know that um, Zack Snyder had to leave the script, had to leave Justice League because his daughter died, unfortunately. So why are you going to take somebody? Why are you going to take the exact polar opposite of that guy and have Josh Whedon come in to to finish the movie? Those styles contrast way too hard. Two two beers, two like, beers. Uh, let's let's be honest. He did not leave. We all know he did not leave with WB because his daughter <laughs> died. He was on the out after Batman v Superman bombed, and they invested all that money into him in the series. And they're like, "Oh fuck, Batman v Superman," which, too, yeah, which was supposed <laughs> to be a million dollar, uh, a billion dollar movie, came out it to been a billion dollar movie. yeah, it came out to nothing. And they're like, they're in the middle of filming Justice League, and they're like, "Fuck, what do we do? Start rolling everything back. Start rolling everything back. Let's get Jeff Johns to come in and redo the Wonder Woman script." Uh, let's let's do this let's do that so i think that's more of what happened and unfortunately his his daughter dying was the escape goat that they used to say oh yeah he has to take time to back off well damn <laughs> which hey like that's those those characters are iconic names so it's like they they should have and and people seeing uh batman fighting superman is like that's like a comic book nerd's dream that they thought they would never see happen on um uh, happen actually in film so the fact that that should have pushed a billion easy. So they, they really dropped the ball on that one. And I feel they'll continue to drop in the ball. So it's like, I'm hoping that 
because Patty said that she's actually staying on to do another movie, and you said a, a spinoff at that yep. um, as well. Yep. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that is a positive sign that even though that the movie was delayed and the trailer was delayed, that she got her final say of what goes into the the final edit of the movie. So um, that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, anyway. hopefully. But we all know, you know, the trilogy is handling um, the Trinity is handling the new DCU, supposedly, which the is a, the new Trinity, which is supposed to be J.J. Abrams, Matt Ryan. That's the guy who's doing the new Batman movie, I think. I think that's his name. Oh, uh, Reeves. Reeves. Matt Reeves. Matt, Matt, Matt Reeves. No, Matt Reeves. Okay. Matt okay. Reeves. Uh, your boy, uh, uh, Gunn, James Gunn. That's supposed to be the new trilogy of uh, people who are going to be handling the new DCEU uh, that they're they're kind of creating. Gun's a good gun's a great choice, um, especially since he uh, helped uh, engineer the majority of the Marvel universe. Yep. Um, Reeves is an excellent choice as well. Um, yep. And but uh, Abrams, Abrams got you. Uh... <laughs> you can't be mad at Abrams. Abrams is good with starting stuff. He's just not good with finishing. Yeah, that's my that's problem. Just, yeah, like just, it, it goes into his TV shows as well. Like he, um, like he, he's good for creating a narrative. He's good for actually um, creating intrigue. He's he's a hell of a director. He shoots some beautiful ass shots. Yeah, but it's like um, those beautiful lens like, flares. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he can't. Like you said, he can't stick the landing. He also like uh, he seems to really try to play it super safe all the time. Yeah. Like he's afraid of uh, upsetting the fans, so he always goes um, in the territory of where he thinks the fans exactly want to see. Well, we won't go into uh, Star Wars, but um, actually, no, that was more. You're right. That was still more towards the fans, even though it pissed people off. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so his whole thing is oh, just, yeah, just put him in the first movie or something and then just take him off. Yep, I agree. Put him on the first movie, then take him off. Exactly, Roku. <laughs> but isn't that how they ended up with the mess that they're in now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you can Well, I mean, you got a good start. You have to know where you want to end it too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, like, um, that's the problem with planning. If if, uh, if if he wasn't if he wasn't so afraid of what people thought, if he had actually continued off of uh, what Ryan Johnson did in the second movie. Wouldn't, wouldn't the third movie not be as... Oh, no, no, what am I saying? People are going to hate... It's a Star Wars movie. They're going to hate it no matter what it was. No, 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 no. You started a point that I want to get to, but here's the thing now. How do you... And this is a mild spoiler for those who haven't seen The Last Jedi. How do you continue off of Ryan's point? You killed the main bad guy. I mean, he did what he could do. You killed them. They're like, oh, yeah, introduce a new threat. Oh, yeah, you offed them in, in the dumbest way in the movie. <laughs> in a comedy skit yeah. sort of way. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Outside of saying, okay, yeah, maybe Kylo Ren is the new threat. I mean, outside of going that route, you know, that's the only thing you could have did. I mean, yeah, I think they, that's where he should have went. I mean, Ryan, I, I think Ryan was like, you know what? I'm not going to be here next movie, so fuck it. I'm just going to do what the fuck I wanted <laughs> like, to do. <laughs> he looked at JJ's notes. He's like, trash. Yep. <laughs> Poor Fant- uh the um, woman from uh, Game of Thrones who played uh, Phantasm or Phasm, you know, they were like, oh, maybe she could come back. She was like, nope, I'm good. 
<laughs> you don't even you don't hear I mean, her name. You don't see anything from her. They jobbed her two movies. Though. I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's like why in the hell come up with this cool ass design? Yep. Like, it's, like I've never seen something like a Chrome Trooper before, and she get jobbed twice. Yep. 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 And I, that's the kind of thing that made me kind of feel like a like it's too many. Um, I'm sorry, we're 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 diving off into other stuff. Let's get back on it. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. Track. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're going off. So let's go back on track. Uh, so we we did person price. So we were talking about Warner Brothers. So let's let's bring up Warner Brothers, right? So Warner Brothers now just en- engineered a deal with uh, Cinelytics, which uh, I see what you did. Cinema Analytics, Cinelytics, uh, which is a company that's using uh, AI. So they partner with Cinelytics, and they're going to use uh, AI-driven uh, algorithms to, to help them decide uh, what movies to grant green light and uh, who to cast in their movies. Now, Warner Brothers has done a lot of stupid shit. And I don't know if this AI is the the best way of going of saying, yeah, we're we're going to cash you <laughs> because a machine said yes, it'll make money. So exactly. <laughs> so so good, two beers. Take, I'll let you start off oh. with this topic. <laughs> oh, that shit had me laugh- dying, man. You're going to end up with cats and shit like that, like a like a. Uh. <laughs> So you're gonna let an, alg- an algorithm that's like that's like uh, creeping through um, comments and stuff like that. You're gonna allow that to decide your creative team, your director, which movie people want to see. Oh, you know what? I'm here for it. <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking train wreck, and I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> I am so I'm so here for it. <laughs> oh no. Oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Go ahead, Roku. Go ahead, man. Like I I looked at that and said, just when you think they can't do anything dumber, wait, here's one. <laughs> I mean this like, this yeah. is gonna be horrible. Like you're just gonna like let's put this way. We're let's let's assume that this thing works the way it's supposed to. You're gonna have every major Hollywood actor in one movie, and it's you know what mm-hmm. it'll you know what that'll be the best thing that happens because it'll bankrupt the hell out of them and it'll stop <laughs> this from happening ever again. It will stop this from happening. Oh my goodness, dude! Do you can you imagine how racist this is going to be? Oh, it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like, let's do a movie on Martin Luther King. Well, currently, Leonardo DiCaprio has a top grossing thing of this, so let's get Leonardo DiCaprio. But Martin Luther King is black. Well, ninety eight percent of most movies have a Caucasian male lead, so let's throw that in there. Let's get Robert. <laughs> Let's get Robert De Niro as Mother Teresa. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson is Malcolm X. Hey, she's already trying to play that role. We all know this. Oh, oh shit! God. Oh my God! I mean, I <laughs> they're gonna be calling up. They're gonna be calling up uh, Will Smith and Wesley Snipes for like, like fucking like a um, chauffeur roles and shit. Like that. <laughs> 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 
the algorithm picked the perfect spot for you. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, man. we have a butler open. Would you like to? <laughs> would you like to come and audition? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh, that's too good. I, I, I get to say, poor Warner Bros. They just, they just, they just continuously just keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, I think they get turned on by it. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> oh man! All right. We covered that. Let's let's speak of uh, technology. Let's go into something a little bit more positive. Uh, the CES show 2020 was just this week uh, a lot of good stuff for those who don't know what uh, CES is it's a consumer electronics show like E3 it's always in, it's in Nevada similar to the old school E3 where it's a trade show where investors come in they look at all the new products that will be launching within that year or a couple of years they decide whether or not they want to support it a lot of prototypes a lot of good stuff comes out of CES and uh, like where E3 is all video games, CES is all uh, consumer electronics. So we get to see all the newest and greatest uh, electronics that may be coming to us within the next 10 years, right? They usually do it from there. So uh, CES has some really, really cool stuff. I mean, we even had Sony showing that they're doing cars, <laughs> so, which is which is kind of nuts. But um, I'm going to go with you two beers. Um, tell me like one or two of the uh, things that you saw at the CES that had you hyped and what did you like about the uh, show this year? Um, it was interesting. It was a... <clears throat> Last year was kind of um, a clown show. So this year was a, um, they actually had a couple of things that actually caught my eye. Um, I know you said one or two, but I'm going to try to fly through these real quick. Okay. Um, I actually like the, the uh, what Razor's doing with its line of uh, phone controllers. Like they upgraded past the, uh, the Jungle Cat and they showed something called the Kishi, which actually fits more phones. And it basically, like uh, to anybody who, who wonders what I'm talking about, it turns your... Um, it'll turn your cell phone into basically a Nintendo Switch. So if you're doing cloud gaming of any sort um, or streaming to your uh, phone, you'll actually have a comfortable game. And they actually have the, uh, they actually have the diagonal analog setup, um, and they actually have the shoulder buttons and everything. It's, it looks very comfortable and it looks pretty cool. Uh, outside of that, <clears throat> the, the Sony thing, the Sony car thing, I thought was very interesting. And not because of the, they're not actually the thing I the thing I found very interesting about it was like they're not making cars, but they actually built a whole car just to show car developers how good their tech works inside of a car. Yeah, <laughs> which I yeah, thought was pretty yeah. interesting. Um, except for the whole dashboard, the entertainment dashboard in the front where they said it will help with uh, driving information and entertainment. That can cause a lot of accidents. So, like, uh, I didn't think that was too much of a good idea. But outside of that, um, scooting right on to LG. Um, LG I found interesting because they were the first people to finally uh, say that 8K is bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that surprised me that they actually let that come out of their mouth and they were saying that the – something that I've been saying forever. They said the human eye cannot see 8K. So they said, what we're going to do is we're breaking the pixels down to a different way so that the human eye will actually be able to to get the benefits and, and see a big leap in difference between um, um, the uh, the previous revolution. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool that they actually came out and said that. Uh, my favorites of the uh, show were um, 
my favorites of the show was uh intel and um razor's modular pcs mm-hmm. like i felt that pc should always have been like this from the jump like they made the upgrading your pc so easy that your grandma can do it yeah and um i think it's beautiful that like hey if i'm gonna upgrade my pc i can either just pull it out like a book and stick a new one in for a higher power computer or I can just pull the book out, open it up, and like uh, and like uh, move around a few pieces if I want to just tweak it a little bit. So I think it, that's that's uh, that's freaking beautiful. Like um, like uh, seeing electronics go consumer, uh, consumer thinking consumer first. I I'm always a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, another f- the another favorite of mine was the Hydro Loop, which is basically a super powered uh, water filter, which basically will recycle all the water in your home and will allow you to basically go off of uh, hundreds of gallons of water of your own home. It'll cut down your water bill. Um, it'll allow you, to, and basically it's it's one of those uh, those things that only not only helps the environment, but it's it's something that it's something that we should have had in houses a long time ago. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. And the last thing was uh, somebody made a smartwatch. I forgot what company it is, but the smartwatch they made. Um, Besides doing the usual uh, tracking your heartbeat and steps and stuff like that, this one has been upgraded to actually uh, being able to notice how much, uh, it, if you're dehydrated and you need water, it also, if you're wearing it in your sleep, it can check for signs of sleep apnea. Yeah. So I like that's pretty cool. So that was my, that were those are my uh, takeaways. Um, okay. And then there was the stuff that I laughed at, like the uh, like bully, which wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let let's let's other people talk, sir. Oh, let's, my bad, my bad, my bad. Like, my gosh, bad. man, right. go ahead, Roku. I mean, you're you're going through the whole show my and bad. not letting nobody talk about anything. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Roku. <laughs> oh, okay. So for me personally, I try to avoid the the majority of the expect things. You know, yeah. like the phone stuff, the computer stuff video card stuff, the TV stuff. I, I kind of tried to avoid that just because mm. it's, it's expensive. Like it's 2020. If your phone is folding, you're doing something wrong. Chances are you probably broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, um, so the things that caught my attention the most um, were one, it was by, I believe it's Delta. And I really think the company that they bought really should have rethought their name <clears throat> um it was called misapplied sciences um, <laughs> now the tech that they <laughs> yes it is the tech that they were showcasing which is why i felt as though they really should not have used that name because it definitely could have been used for something better it yeah. is it's tech that already exists but they're upping it from 10 screens to 100 screens where multiple people can look at the same monitors and see different information yeah um and we'll just trying to test this out more so for airports you know just to you know make it easier for travelers to take and you know locate find their flights and so on and so forth and i'm like that's really cool as someone who's starting to do more traveling that's a really cool proposition i mean like granted you have to opt into it mm-hmm. but you know the idea of 100 people being able to stare at the same screen and see completely different information that's yeah. kind of cool. It's yeah. But it's a little cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that caught my eye was this dream project from Toyota in which they were going to take a 175 oh. acre plot of land yeah. and turn it into a futuristic test city. Yes. That's incredible. 
<laughs> I was like, that's like that sounds incredible. Like all the way down to the way that they're laying the streets out for a high speed, low speed, and pedestrian traffic. Um, the, the way they're trying to set up the the housing spaces, just to be a, the most technologically advanced setup that they can possibly. Do. I'm like, this is like this this is some some minority report jetson's future you pick it it's probably <laughs> let's let's make it happen i mean essentially toyota's pretty much making lex lex corp city but you know let's just <laughs> i mean like i'm willing to give it a shot if, if they can make okay dope. and um that yeah was, okay me, I, I, I love all the AI stuff. So for me, it's anything with AI, where it's, it's, it's always usually the stuff that always gets me. Uh, two beers uh, show, well, one thing, first, I'll say it first, a non-AI thing was uh, Segway's little travel chair. I know it sounds as dumb as Wally. I know you showed it to me, but I don't know why that thing is so freaking, it's like, I just look at it and I'm like, yeah, or you can imagine the future where everything's on like conveyor belts and you just get out, you sit in your old Wally <laughs> Segway pot and you just go to where you need to go to and that's that's what it is, that's how you work, no one gets up. But that's a little bit on the, on the um, silly side. I um the two things I like two other things I liked um and it came from uh, Samsung was uh, first was the Bali that I I was showing the little ball at first I thought it was very creepy and silly but then I started thinking about all the little um applications where this thing can actually be pretty cool and what you could do with it afterwards so right now as it being a little ball it seems weird but imagine if you have like like little mobile model dogs and pets and different things. Cause they did show a lot of like the soothing I thought was weird. The cat that you could pet that had no head, uh, know, leave right? it up to Japan. But uh, I understand <laughs> the properties of it, right? You, it's just for like soothing, petting, hearing the purse, the different things that mentally will make you, you know, calm down. But the mobile assistant just seemed interesting. Like imagine like going to work and all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, send a message to my wife this this and that and it goes and does it. Or you're sitting there, you're going to you're you're an old person, you start cooking, you <clears throat> fall down, you're having a heart attack and it could automatically, you know, touch you and see that you're having a heart attack, dial nine one one, unlock the doors when the cops come. You know, little things like that. You know, I think mm. I'm looking at more of the futuristic applications of it, even though this is at the uh the beginning of it and then uh which is really really weird the next thing is the um is the refrigerator with artificial intelligence oh yeah i i it just (laughs) sounds so weird but it's like these are the applications where ai i think will exceed to be used in right it's just normal stuff that you look at you understand and you do right uh to be able to look and see if things are are um are automatically bad if they're fresh to be able to look in and say yeah well you con you always drink milk i could tell that your milk is low shall i put on your um amazon list you know an order for milk within a week because you'll be done it just little stuff that sees mannerisms of what you do and it does it for you for the little things 
and you move on. So these are the, the interesting things that um, I want to see out of it. I was a little bit disappointed with the uh, Samsung Neon digital avatars. I was hoping for a little bit more out of it. And from what I saw from a lot of people, they said at least I know they said, well, they just started on it. But um, I think that's going to be interesting when you have like, I just imagine like in the future, you have all the TVs are there. They're all, you know, all vertical and you got the walking assistance with you in your house. So you, you had no walls. All of it's all basically just computer screens and you basically could turn it on and you can see outside and it goes clear or it darkens and you can see the news and this and this I'm looking at all this like a walking assistant who walks with you and helps you with things I'm I'm seeing the future I'm just a little disappointed with where we are now but the hopes of it it's like yeah man next year we'll we'll get there in a few years and then of course I like the idea of everything going electric right in terms of cars I think that's the way we should go and I hope that uh, we can meet this uh, 2030 um, no carbon ideology in future where you know we're no longer driving uh, uh gas guzzling cars and that's one less thing that we have to worry about because i don't know if any of you have ever driven in like a tesla or any other electric cars it's definitely in the future and it's definitely where you want to be right you ain't got to worry about oil changes and all these other mechanical issues you know you have issues don't get me wrong everything does but it's just like wow you, you knock out so much cost, and when you look at gas and everything else, it's just like, yeah, yeah, we'll probably have less wars because we're not fighting over anything. It'll be more of, oh, all right, who has lithium? Let's, 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 let's go start a war over there. Whoever has lithium, let's, let's get our hands on the lithium because that's the most important we were thing. Stopping, we were stopping an imminent attack. Yeah. It was going to happen. <laughs> Trust me. I wouldn't lie. The lower lithium is yeah. just a side effect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, uh, Thank you for bringing yeah. up that car thing, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, anything cool. else you all want to add before we uh, change topics? I'll, let, I'll leave it up to you guys. Yeah. Uh, Roku when he brought up the whole um, when he brought up the whole like uh, the the the, Toyota, the thing Toyota is doing yes um, Honda, Honda is doing something not as not as um, not as ambitious but they're planning on making an actual um, hub community where they'll be flying cars they they actually have the have like fly, uh, they actually have medical facilities that look like little trolley carts that are electric based and it's like while you're while you're um, while you're in there they said that you can actually have a nurse in there, or, or a doctor, or assistant actually providing you full healthcare on your way um, to uh, medical facilities. If it's uh, if it's some sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, emergency. Sheesh. Gotcha. And I'm like, um, and I'm like, is car companies like building these like communities? Is that the new wave? Is that <laughs> what uh, <laughs> is that what they're all doing now? Well, that's, so well, that's like, the thing. Yeah. Like, when I, when I was looking into the Toyota situation, I'm like. They actually have it planned to break ground in 2021. Yeah, I was like, that's with, awesome. With the idea of 2000, at least 2000, I'm pretty sure. Um, I remember hearing that uh, it was 2000 people expected to be able to live there with the intention of them actually living there and like not just a prototype, like they actually intend to live in this community to, to viably see that this is a thing. That's crazy. So I, that's, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Welcome that's, to the world of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, it's about time. 
but yeah I'm, I'm uh it's just that it's it's interesting because it's like you never i guess like um i guess that's you can always say that's been true throughout the years that like the um the the technical technological steps forward they always come from the most unlikely places mm-hmm. yeah. so it's like yeah like who, whoever thought that um that car companies would be the one that's um trying to push us towards the uh the towards the cities of tomorrow so yeah i'm very very interested yeah finally getting back to the future hopefully yep. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Put it in it. Put it in it. yeah uh, I, want, I want my hoverboard oh man so next 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 topic is a little bit different we got uh ricky gervais <laughs> Uh, hosting the Golden Globes and we'll we'll just say that Ricky pretty much gave zero fucks while hosting the Golden Golden Globes Uh, he was just going in he didn't care and uh, some of the looks on some of these actors faces like Tom Hanks and so forth was just was just priceless with some of the stuff that he was saying Uh, I'm going to go off with you uh, two beers first um do you think uh, Ricky Gervais's jokes in uh, to this year's uh, 2020 Golden Globes were they uh, too harsh, and did you find it funny? I found it hilarious, and I don't think they're harsh. It's, it's basically because I'm from an older, um, I'm from an older, less sensitive uh, time period. When I'm when I see this, is the sort of stuff that I'm used to. Uh, like it's not as harsh as say Paul Mooney or Richard Pryor, but it's like uh, those are the type of jokes that I grew up on when there was like. Um, as long as it was funny, you could get away with saying uh, something uh, a bit more risky. I was down with it. I thought it was funny. It was all get out. And plus, it was like the stuff he was saying was true. So so because it's true, it makes it even funnier, huh? Depends yep. on how you, how you lay it. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Roku. I'll uh, let you uh, go ahead and take the next, your comments, like... your thoughts on it. Bad. Oh, oh, all I can say is just starting off he must have started his night early because he literally just was like a like pregame is in let's go (laughs) (laughs) because he was firing off every round possible and you could tell that those in the room had not had enough alcohol yet so because they felt every one of those shots oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with two beards on that one where it comes down to the, you know, I'm used to a, a sense of comedy where, look, <laughs> you can get slammed and it's going to be funny. And as long as it's funny, shut your mouth. <laughs> because <laughs> and if you open your mouth, you're getting something worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was loving every minute of it. Like, I, I, I didn't think I would see something like that again. Not... <clears throat> Not in that forum, at least, and that was that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I I was like, I was like, geez, dude. It was like, and the thing that got me is like, usually when you see like somebody going this hard, usually it's like a quick let's cut to a freaking commercial. But they let it just go on and go on and go on and go on. And I was just like, wow. And yeah, evidently, surprised me too. 
evidently he must he's been doing this i guess for a while and it's just he's i guess he just it almost seems like he's just like seeing okay how far can i take it this time and he just goes it just goes in man i mean he was just going in man and i i thought the jokes were freaking hilarious man i thought it was hilarious man him just consistently going shush when everybody was like oh you say no shush no nah, no nah, hush 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 keep it going he's like i don't care i don't care i just it just 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 literally just kept going he brought out racism he brought out sexism he brought everything and he, it, it didn't matter pedophilia in H, in hollywood it did not matter he hit everything and uh, i applaud the man i guess it's easier when you're british <laughs> you're not an american so you don't have to worry or care about that stuff he's, he's gonna be uh, going over <laughs> hopping right on the pond and leaving yeah <laughs> you know, this reminded me you know the, the, you know what i loved the most about it, it reminded me of that, that that one moment in v for vendetta when the one guy just gave zero fucks and he just went off <laughs> like you remember the, the the one political commentator oh yeah yeah he, yeah yeah, yep. that's exactly what this reminded me of. I was just like, "Yo, like, is somebody about to try to off this dude when he walks off the stage?" Oh man! So, do you guys, do you guys think that uh, uh, NBC will be <laughs> bringing back Ricky Gervais again? Because they seem to be bringing him back every year. Do you think after this year, they're they're going to continue to bring him back? I'll go with you, bro. I have no idea. Okay. He, said, he said this is the last time. <laughs> so <Yeah>. we'll see. <laughs> Anything, Roku, what do you think? <laughs> I think I think they're gonna I think they'll they'll let him not do it next year, maybe the year after that. And okay. it's kinda like a surprise, you know, a surprise comeback, you know, and then he'll be like, Yeah, I said that was my last one. They wouldn't let me go type thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. and, and he'll ream them all out again. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, with, with now with yeah. two years worth of history that he can pull on. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, they paid me more money to shit on y'all, so here I go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, exactly. I I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he'll be back. And the reason why I think he'll be back is simply this, right? When it comes to award ceremonies, no one cares about awards. Outside of maybe the Academy Awards where everybody gets, you know, they care about what? Like the top five top uh, um, awards. What was the best movie? What was the Who was the best actor and actress? You know, best director. You know, they, the top, you know, four movies that uh, topics or awards rather they care about. No one cares about the Golden Globes for TV. And I think having him come in and do these jokes and so forth encourages people to actually watch just to see and hear live what he's going to say. So uh, as, as harsh as he is, I think they're like, dude, here, take all the money you want. How much do we have to pay you? Come back next year. Be just as cruel, if not worse. And, and let's redo this again. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think him being in all the eyes that were on the Golden Globes because of this, I think, yeah, definitely. Uh, he'll probably be back again uh, next year. Or if, like Roku said, maybe maybe he'll take off a year and then they'll be like, yep, guess who's back? <laughs> and he's probably going to shoot their rating if they announce that he's hosting again they'll probably shoot the ratings up because people will actually probably tune in to see him shit on people oh yeah oh yeah so, definitely definitely yeah, I definitely see it so we are at the uh, hour 27 mark we're actually doing pretty good uh, a lot better than what I thought so we're, we got basically two more topics left so um, actually one topic left and then our what the fuck of the week and then we'll we'll close out the show so let's um, 
let's uh, let's go into topic number six, and uh, this is a uh, I guess this is a topic more to look inside on yourself as well as others, right? And it goes back into movies, which is very interesting. So. Hollywood is the staple of most media, at least for most countries, right? So a lot of countries and so forth, they look at Hollywood as the thing to aspire towards, right? So we as Americans, we we are born and bred from the ground up on the Hollywood system of what we see in terms of movies, right? But then there's a lot of stuff that we watch depending on ethnicity and culture and all that you'll watch. Usually that leans towards more your culture or other things, right? So it all depends. But the question I have is, is there a bias? And it doesn't have to be just America, but across other countries in terms of what you watch. Right. So is it is it normal for people who are not African-American to watch a show like Blackish? Right. I think there is a lot of stuff that we'll probably get into, like a lot of what we would call accepted uh, cultures that we will continue to watch. But overall, do you think there's a bias uh, for people and viewers when they watch different contents in terms of uh, representation. And I will go with you two beards first on this one and this topic. Uh, 100%. Okay, go ahead. You want to elaborate? Yeah, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's just, um, it's just it's something that's just ingrained in you from um, like um, not only just the shows that you watch when you were younger, but the um, the people that you were around, the uh, the media itself. Like, um, I will say that I feel, um, personal opinion, I do feel that, uh, black people probably consume the widest range of content. I will tend to agree. It's like, uh, yeah, because it's like, um, we, we tend to be more open with that sort of thing. If, if I tell you that it's a cool show, you're going to, you're going to look at it. Like, I've actually had, um, people who, who, who actually feel too uncomfortable to watch something like Blackish or like, uh, or like a uh, black lightning or something like that, which I feel is mm-hmm. completely stupid. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just the way that it's just the way that uh, people came up. It's uh, it's one of it's one of those weird things. Like uh, and one and one of one of the things I always find super interesting about that is that these same people, they look at you, they look at people weird when they say when they hear um, they hear people of color or different genders saying that they want to see representation of themselves and. And um, in big series and big TV shows and stuff like that, so it's I've always found that weird as well. It's like you're 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 just up here admitting to me that you feel weird about watching uh Blackish or listening to a certain type of music because you you feel you feel that you're not 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 allowed to or if it's not for you. There's a comic that I actually draw that basically has a full like a uh, black people cast like uh like ninety like ninety five percent of the characters are black, and I've actually had longtime friends actually say to me that they felt weird because there was no um, white characters in the comic. And mm. I was just like, oh, like, that's stupid. And like, um, so then I was just breaking things down to them. And I'm just like, uh, I'm like the comics for the comics for everybody. I'm like, it doesn't even actually say anything. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing in it. That's, that's basically stopping you from reading. It's the same thing as if you were reading uh, any comic that has like an almost uh, white cast to it. Yeah, so like you, you you pick it up, you flip through it for the artwork and the story. If you, if those both bomb to you, then you don't like it. But it's just like the the um, the the skin color of the character shouldn't have anything to do with it. As a matter of fact, you might learn something from picking it up or watching the show. 
So yes, I, I do believe there is a hundred percent bias. Okay, cool. Uh, Roku, your take? I, I I genuinely have to co-sign this one just because it's one of the statements that Two Beards made is is fairly accurate. When it comes down to the vast majority of media, it seems like black people tend to be the most broad. It comes down willing to expose themselves to various different cultures and experiences because at least in America we have we had to create a culture so we're open to a lot of other people's culture um it's it tends to be those who either feel as though their culture is the the default culture or they're too ingrained in their own that they'd rather not touch on anything else so yeah it's it it very much is a bias it it depends on very much upbringing. It depends on very much your your heritage. It's it's a lot involved. I mean, like it for every bit of what I just said that it's opinion. It's also pretty factual at the same time. It's it's one of those things where you know it's an opinion as far as me saying it, but you can look around and see that I'm not wrong. So I don't know. It, it's it, it's to me it's it's very much biased it's sad there's yeah. a lot of people a lot of good um and they're doing it to themselves because of their own for lack of a better way to put it prejudices yeah yeah i agree i agree so yeah i think y'all both nailed it uh, i agree with you uh 100 and i know there's a lot of probably listeners who will come across this and say but uh con um, that's incorrect. I, I just watched uh, Train to Bush, Busan, and I'm to me, I go, well, that's like saying, hey, I have black friends too. <laughs> I have that one black friend, you know? <laughs> it is, and it's, it's just the way I look at it. But um, I agree. I think uh, definitely, I think you guys nailed it, especially with uh, African American culture, that we're more open because of basically our culture being taken from us uh due to history that we're more open to different things like my wife will watch like she watches soap operas but she doesn't watch like general hospital and uh as the world turns you know the normal soap operas that my mom may and my grandparents may have watched you know back in the day no she watches like korean dramas i'm like why are you subscribed to a korean show watch a korean drama she's like i just like the way the acting is even though she doesn't understand <laughs> half the language <laughs> but you know but it's it, it is what it is you know it's, it's it's she she has affinity towards you know asian culture but you know but she watches a lot of different cultures because she's more accepting of it she likes to look at it and, and I, i'm trying to get out my bias you know there's certain things i probably like i brought up yeah i watch a lot of asian movies and stuff i watch a lot of spanish shows like netflix right netflix is awesome like i'll like a lot of the shows that they watch i'll watch with uh the original with subtitles like dark i think that's um like swedish or russian i'll watch something like that i like i like stories so for me i like to hear the original language because the inflections and the voices and everything are a lot different yes yes than the uh than the subtitles of somebody reading a script and trying to figure out what the you know the person is supposed to say but i i agree i think um i'm trying to get past it um i'm going to put to you guys uh i have an idea uh what do you think we could do going forward to kind of um curb a little bit of this bias bias for uh the next generations and i'll start off with you uh roku on this one I mean, this is this. It's not very hard, honestly. It's it's all about what you're willing to expose them to. 
Um, mm-hmm. For example, I wasn't sure if I really want to bring this up, but I do have children. And one of the things I made it a point of was I'm like, you know what? They're going to take and they're going to be checking out some of the stuff that I checked. And, and like, and not in a sense of like a typical like parent would do. I'm like, no, I'm going to find the coolest stuff that I used to, that I would watch and we're going to watch it together. And they're, they're going to see that there's more stuff, you know, to what you would normally see if I didn't lose you. And even right now, as a prime example, one of my oldest daughters, she loves watching Korean dramas on Netflix. I'm just like, I sit there looking at her like, oh gosh, I didn't think you'd go that far. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of those things where I'm like, but it's, it, she's open to it now. It's one of those things where it's, you know, and it's like, I didn't expect it, but it's just giving her that exposure has opened her up to, to be willing to look into other cultures that she probably wouldn't have otherwise. Yep. Yep. Two beers. Um, something similar to what he says. I, I basically try to whenever I'm in an environment or like um, like a, whether I'm teaching some, uh, whether I'm teaching some kids or from or from uh, hanging around my niece and her friends or something like that. I always try to, if they allow me, <laughs> I try to introduce them, uh, introduce them to something uh, different than what they, what's a run of the norm, mm-hmm. on a larger scale. Me, Roku, the audience member that's normally here at Payne, I would say yourself as well. I feel that we're all doing our part to create to create characters and to give voices to to different types of uh, characters and ideas that people may have not normally have seen themselves. Like, um, sorry, so uh, shameless self plug going coming up. That's but, fine. Uh, Go ahead. I <laughs> I plan on actually. Uh, well, I'm not planning on actually putting it together as we speak. I'm going to pull out a uh, an actual art book for Dirt Cheap that actually um, talks about African lore and uh, myths and stuff of that of that nature. So it's like uh, we all know how we all know how cool uh, Norse gods are. We all know how cool um, uh, Greek mythology is. It's like we've heard it all throughout our lives, and we know how dope the stuff is. Yep. So it's like I think it would be pretty cool that actually people would actually see about the the african gods and their lore as well like to bring the um the just to to bring those characters to the table to, just to have uh kids and people of colors like actually see that the um representations of um of myth and lore to actually look like themselves and hopefully kids not of color will look at will look at this stuff and and they'll be uh they'll be like oh that's pretty cool as well it made me misty-eyed on halloween that I actually saw a um, a white kid and an Asian kid dressed as Black Panther because that's the mm. sort of stuff I want to see. Yeah. So I'm like, like uh, yeah. So it's, it's like, appropriation, I, man. It's like appropriation. This... What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna explain that to to all my brothers and sisters who um who get uh, freaked out about like um the appropriation thing all the time. I just want you to know. Uh, once again, this is my opinion. You think how you want. But I, I just always want you to know that there's there should be a line between appropriation cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. Yep. Oh, like no. if they appreciate if they appreciate your culture and acknowledge where it comes from, then that should make you happy. Oh, like yeah. um I can understand when they take your culture and act like they're the ones who created it. Then yes, yes, you by all yeah. by all means like <laughs> uh like burn them, like scorch them to the earth. But like uh, yeah, like so like the same thing of seeing like uh black kids and Hispanic kids and stuff like that always dressed like Superman and Wonder Woman, but to see mm-hmm. 
to see uh to see these two kids dressed as Black Panther. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's the sort of that's the sort of thing I I hope to do with my characters. Like uh, I hope that we do with all of our characters, get them popular enough to a point that the next generation that that grows up when they see a uh, a black person they they may actually think of them in a different light than not the usual like uh what the media has pushed for for years upon years of the uh criminal or the drug dealer or something like that from every ever tv show so yeah that's my um my little spin it's got to start it's got to start it's got to start in our own communities though yeah most def you hear that tyler perry sorry <laughs> Hey, 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 I, I, I take, I take offense to when people attack Tyler Perry. I take a very much offense to ter- to people attack Tyler Perry. Yeah, you can say you can say a lot of stuff. You want to say whether his stuff is good or bad. And no, I'm, he, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, 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 I'm joking. I was low hanging fruit. No, 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 no. I, I would address this real quick because a lot of people, a lot of people shit on Tyler Perry. A lot of people shit on Tyler Perry, right? And I and I, as I say, as the people, you need to understand. As much as he makes crappy shit, which is fine. He makes he makes and where he has movies that you may not agree with or whether he wants to push you know religion and a lot of stuff. Well, he but does the thing, good stuff. But the thing is though, he's did he's accomplished stuff that really no other person really has. I mean, the man oh, yeah. beforehand yeah, created his that. own fucking black studio, something that I've been commissioning for a long time. Most do do you do, do people understand that Walking Dead is literally filmed on Tyler Perry's studio? in Atlanta, mm-hmm. as well as a lot of other movies that you don't know. I mean, think about that. They're not filmed on Paramount and all these other studios on, you know, rich white guys. It's filmed on a black man's studio. I mean, it's, I mean, from accomplishment, Absolutely. that's just accomplishment. mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, I, and I always say, because everybody's always like, well, you need to start making your movie. Well, we are making our movies. The only thing, yeah. I think the only thing that uh, African-Americans need from a community standpoint is we need to create our own publishing and uh, um, own publishing company to um, basically push it out and uh, sell it to all the people. That's the one thing that's the problem, and that's what comes into yeah. like Byron Allen's uh, lawsuit against Comcast and all this other stuff. Is that our distributors? We don't have a distribution company that could distribute it worldwide, right? To all these groups, put it on channels and stuff. That's the one last part that we miss. And once we get to that point, then yeah, we can start putting out as much con- content and everything as we want, you know, for it. But uh, I salute. I know. Trust me. There's there's a lot of oh, crappy, you, you, uh, crappy you and, uh, shit, man. You and nigga, I, you you I, gave I, me a, a newfound respect for him, especially like the. I, know, uh, like, I, I knew that stuff. So like, I'm I'm just I'm I I joke in some regards. Like like I said, yeah, I know. I know. His, his I'm tired of Medea. I know. I trust me. I 100% agree with you. I, I'm tired of some of it, but at the same time. And I think oh, um, no, he's done some, he has done some incredible things. He yeah. has done some very, very good. But at the same time, I know you people are like, well, you need to be better. But at the same time, there's an audience for that garbage, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's not maybe too <laughs> lowbrow for you, but there's an audience of people who enjoy a lot of that stuff. And like, and one thing that helped me to realize that is like when I look at Blackish, right? The show, like you got, yeah. you got Dre and you got him. But when he goes in the office, his office is job for those who don't watch it. 
everybody's a character and an extreme character of all the different uh, characters, right? So he has his one um, black friend who's the stereotypical absentee father, who's lazy, you know, all the black stereotypes that usually come. That's who that character is, and he's an extreme version of that. But there are people who are unfortunately like that, you know, that's the content, that's their identification. So he makes stuff for them as well as highbrow stuff where you know all the black people are all lawyers and doctors and you know they're dealing with normal real life shit so you know you i i, I he hits all spectrums yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, he, yeah. so he tends to, to deal with the, the the um the extreme version of black men ain't shit yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <red> butter, right? <laughs> i think oh, he's got that he's got pain, that. pain says uh pain says he stays in his lane yeah yeah he yeah. does, he does, he does. But I think he, he's the start of where we need to be. But back to to what you guys were saying, I think I agree with you all. We need to, um, I think, as, I think both you, Roku, and you, uh, Two Beers, alluded to it. Unfortunately, from our standpoint, African Americans, I think, are more um, open to it. So if you want to kind of get rid of bias, I think... For our other cultures, uh, you guys have to start being accepting of stuff outside of your culture, right? So, like, you yeah. have to start watching black cartoons, black shows, Spanish cartoons, Spanish shows, um, Indian, you know, all that stuff, right? You have to start introducing, and uh, people are going to disagree with me, but uh, LGBT and all that stuff, you got to introduce it. Not the, not in the mindset of saying, oh, well, this is what you should be, but to get children and all uh, ready f- to that understanding so that when they have to experience it, it's not often like, oh my God, this is so against everything I know. If you introduce that to them, whether they agree with it or they don't, it's not as much of a surprise and they're more willing to accept it <laughs> early than later on. You know, like if you're a white guy who's never really seen black people before and you go to a st- university and there's all these black people, and you're like, well, what the fuck is this shit? You're going to automatically be off putting and have biases and all this other stuff because you've never seen it before. You don't understand. And everything you've been attributed to have been whatever you saw on TV and shows and which are characters. So I think that uh, we definitely need to do it. I, in our private discord, I posted, like different things to what uh, Two Beers was saying about more African lore but like uh, there's a short video called Malika on uh, YouTube M-A-L-I-K-A uh, I suggest everybody take a look at it. It's a 3D animated movie about a uh, African oh, warrior job. queen. I think it's awesome. And then uh, there's an animated, not animated, but a short comic called Black Sands. Uh, they started redoing a lot of their stories. Uh, I think those are cool stuff. And it's like these things I look at, and the reason why this question came in, it's like it would have been cool to see these things on TV, but you'll never see them on TV, right? We don't we don't get those, you know? But um yeah, so real Your quick. Pain, uh, yeah, I was going to read the pain comment. So uh, once again, okay, for all those, uh, we're we're coming to it. Um, shoot the shit tapes and records uh, every Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern until whenever we shut down. Come and join the chat. We will read your comments. We will interact. And uh, Payne also says you don't introduce it to them through TV. You take them to meet those people face to face. I agree. But for most people, an introduction uh, when you. You know, most things, the first thing you see is not so much as seeing the people, it is TV, because that's just the way um, people are. The first thing with most, a lot of kids, I, I hate to say, and this is 90%, most of, their, most of their exposure they get is right straight from an iPad. You know, that's just like their parents 
and family and friends and then an iPad. <laughs> and that's their experience <laughs> to the world. And that's like their first thing they ever touch for a lot of families. So I agree with it's you. Also, Go ahead. Go ahead also, that, that also means that there has to be a lot more positive mm-hmm. examples. Exactly. Because if all you're pushing is a stereotype, you're not helping anyone. Exactly. And that's why, as Two Beers was saying, we, we have to be more inclusive in stuff that you show. Would have most people seen Black Panther? Well, most people really, I mean, a lot of people saw Black Panther, but a lot of people didn't see Black Panther until it was on Netflix. But still, would people have seen Black Panther if it wasn't a Marvel product? Probably most likely not as much as it did. But being part of Marvel allowed people to go see it. And I think that's what we need to do. It's not catering to to things is hey introducing you hey there are actual heroes and other stories that aren't you in your culture that maybe you might like so here take a look at it yeah. but, Especially, um, don't be Terry Gilliam yeah <laughs> <laughs> with pain brought up like I um like I'm I'm fully I fully agree like um like I, one of the one of the uh, the things that I used to toot to people that I thought was one of the best things about college is that like it always forced you to be around people out of your comfort zone and people from different walks of life that that you never would have met in like your um in the uh, the area that you you came from, especially if you mm-hmm. if you were one of the people who stuck to the uh, the same county for like the majority of your life uh so like i i'm completely against safe spaces i hate them like um i feel the echo chambers are like a big reason like we're in part of the uh the one of the um part of the uh the biggest the big amount of issues that we have now like um so i feel like you you can never actually like you're going to believe the stereotypes that come out that, that 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 are fed to you you're going to you're going to believe that uh the 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 myths and the the stupid stories and stuff like that until you're actually until you're actually one on one with that person and you're actually getting to see that they put their their pants on and uh, one leg at a time just like you like uh that they work just like you that they that they're going through struggles and stuff like that that you have like uh you have common things going on and common backgrounds like uh that the differences are just that the differences actually become cool and not like um and not like scary because you fear the unknown. Like um, those were the best parts of uh, college to me and opened my eyes up to so many different things. So okay. like I, yeah. Okay. So I do, I do like that. I do love that part about it. And I do, for the love of God, hate um, echo chambers and safe spaces. But um, college isn't the same as it was when we all went like, now kids demand safe spaces at their college. Yeah. So now they're going to school and they're actually separating themselves from each other as soon as they get into school, which is sad. Yeah. So it's a lot of work uh, cut out. So let me read this one last comment. So Payne says, uh, yeah, but why most kids from around the world see black people and think we are called Doughboy, Ice Tea, or Young? And I guess he's referring to basically um, the uh, portrayals that we have. So when it comes to other, to comment on that, pain, when it comes to other countries, it's not much you could do. But when you look at um, um, countries like, say, the UK and in America, where it's like a melding, and even Canada, where it's more like a melding pot of a lot of different cultures. Um, 
I think at that point you have to be more representative of what you show. Like like India, I don't expect India to show African movies or African shows and stuff like that, right? And unless those countries start to incorporate and become more cross in terms of culture, you know, and I know like other cultures, a lot of Asian cultures are, believe it or not, which seems weird, they're paying for other cultures to come in and actually um, interbreed with their culture, which it seems kind of weird because of other things like low population and other problems that they have. But still, until more countries or melding pots of cultures like America, UK and Canada, I don't expect them and their ideas of what they see to change, right? But as America, they have to um, basically change and make everything more culturally appropriate, right? And get past a lot of these uh, horrible stereotypes uh, that we have, right? So you have, like, show more black lawyers, show, basically, just show more people with different cultures being the normal jobs and running mills, right? You know, like a normal black family, normal Hispanic family, normal Asian family, you know, just show that, hey, they're people too. And they have all the same problems as anybody else who's, you know, Caucasian. (laughs) And the last one, he says, is yeah, but they hold the children hostage if you have any. I don't know what that comment means. See, yeah, but they hold children hostage if you have any. Hmm. Yeah, I have no clue. But you as a parent, <laughs> yeah, but you as a parent have control over what you're, uh, you're, what you expose your children to. So at the same point as Roku was stating with uh, his children, it is ultimately does fall on the parents' uh, job to expose them to things not only that are within their community, but outside their community to allow them to, you know, uh, understand that things are of all shapes, sizes and looks and so forth. So, uh, any other things, uh, Roku or Two Bears, before we move on to our uh, end of the show uh, topic, the what the fuck of the week? No. Um, no, no, I'm pretty tapped out on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so we're going to look at the uh, what the fuck of the week. Um, oh, so he says, speak to some by other than African brothers who gave married to China. Oh, I can't. I can't comment on all that and the biases of other countries. I can only, like I said, that's you're talking about countries that have only known basically their own culture and their own history and you're interrupt interjecting other cultures that's that's totally different than something where your meld your whole country is a meld of other countries and culture yeah, so that's, that's totally different <laughs> yeah because that, that, that way there is just colon you know colonization 2.0 that's, yeah that's that's a whole different thing yes yes <laughs> totally different yes that's totally different <laughs> that's the, that's an issue that they gotta they gotta work on but uh or uh, what the fuck so we at the end for those oh, who are boy. new we always try to do um a thing that makes you scratch your head a topic and our what the fuck week topic is uh about a michigan man who was cannibalized by his grinder date on Christmas of all times. So we're going to real quickly, uh, those who are in Twitch, we're going to listen to a uh, police report. There's one thing about this police report uh, from the parents that had me scratching my head. And um, I think it comes to that culture thing. So uh, I want to real quickly play this for uh, everybody. And we're going to take a real quick pause. So let's uh, do it. 
So, <laughs> thank you, folks. But um, the thing that I found, the first thing I found that was off with this video was the, par the parents talking about he had a dark side. Now, for those who don't know, Grindr is basically a, a site for m basically men on men to go out and hook up and have sexual relationships. So, when they said dark side, were they talking about him being homosexual? Like, like what from this means dark side? Does who wants to who exactly. wants to handle this? I'm like, why would you even say that? But like your son that just got a uh, got murked, like just go off and like just talk about the like um. I was talking to that weird um, way that they were describing and saying that we all make mistakes. Like, mm -hmm. um, I'm like, that's uh, they were coming off weird the way they were speaking about the uh, about their kid. Yeah. Like, um, I think the biggest thing to take out of this is is um it's just the the uh the whole rule of um like um even with these dating sites and stuff like that you just got to be careful because you never know like you're, you're reading a profile or maybe even conversating with somebody but you never know what the person's going to be like when you uh meet up with them yeah they try to bring a little bit of uh humor into like such a dark story like as soon as he saw that dude he should have turned and went the other way <laughs> <laughs> that dude looked like a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker looked like a, a Vince McMahon wrestling gimmick. <laughs> 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 it looked like his <laughs> barbecue bill <laughs> coming down to the ring. Like you see this dude's beard and like his face and everything. Like, like that's like some old like what's the. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna say some dumb shit. But <laughs> like that, as soon as you saw the guys, as soon as you saw that guy's appearance, he should have been like, nope, and just turned around and went the other way. Exactly. So like, uh, uh, <laughs> Roku? I mean, look, obviously, obviously, these two dudes were looking for two completely different type of grinders. So, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, if, if, if the dude's name being bacon, does not help it at all. Yeah, yeah that does not help. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. His name is actually Kevin Bacon, just like the actor. Oh, man. That's terrible, man. That's I mean, crazy, yeah, it's, dude. It's tragic. It's it's sad that, you know, something like this happened, you know. You know. Like, like yeah, the parents said, you know, let people know what's going on. Like, don't just meet a stranger like that, you know. But Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, um, I know these things are all about hookups and stuff like that. Yeah, but... But yeah, it's like if you, like, um, any person who looks like that, that's a red flag. If dude looks like he, um, <laughs> if he looks like he hunts moose with his bare hands, you should, you should turn around and leave. <laughs> 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 it looks like he, uh, he cooks his food with a hot rock in the backyard. <laughs> turn around and go off. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. I know. He had the crazy look. He had the crazy look. I agree. Yeah, he did. That dude looks like he plays dominoes with his toenails. Like, like uh, go the other way around, turn and go. He's 100% like, yo, you, you really should be watching this. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. So, 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 pain, so pain does the classic Bill Duke line. You know you don't fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said the only reason why this is all over is probably due to dude's name. I'm sure they probably that. So from a story aspect, you you could say um, Kevin Bacon killed and cannibalized. You're going to get a million of 
you know clicks on it even though it's not the actor not that Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon yeah. yeah so yeah I agree there is definitely some yeah. uh some truth to uh names <laughs> with famous celebrities <laughs> driving uh clicks and so forth but yeah that's kind of fucked up dude dude most Very likely cut up. off his manhood and ate his, mm-hmm. and they said he found him hanging dude that's just wow yeah you know what I hate to say it like this but it's probably what it was like it makes you wonder what was his last words eat a dick because it sounds <laughs> like <I'm not> <laughs> <laughs> oh, not right. No. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. My question is, I wonder has this guy done this before? Are there any That's other bodies that have disappeared that, that he's like, eaten? Was this, his, was this his first or was he or was he doing this um was he um was he doing this for a hot minute? Yeah, yeah. Based on his appearance, it looks like he was. <laughs> I'm just curious. It's like, uh, like you would think, uh, you know, if you're if you're doing dating sites and all that stuff, you know, there would have to be some kind of attraction when you look at it. I mean, I, this dude, he just looks like uh, like the lost like Wyatt brother. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he just wants to go out. I mean, he just he just looks like I like if I was doing it. If that was my thing, and I looked at, I would have like you. I would have been like, nope. I would have backed right the hell off as soon as I saw him at the door. I'm like, oh wait a minute, I'm getting a call. Exactly. I, I got to talk to you later. Yeah. Oh no, I got to get something from the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jump in ball. that bitch and pull over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Or those old horror movies where they got the um. The old uh, miner who's always warning the kids not to go up to the warning uh... <laughs> <laughs> the kids <laughs> they should turn around and head back to town now. That's what that dude look like, man. Oh, man, he looks like a Scooby Doo villain. Like you pulled the mask yeah, off and it's him. Old man Withers. <laughs> <laughs> I would have ate all of them if it wasn't for you kids. That pussy dog. I would have ate all the dicks if it wasn't for the police. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wilding. Like, like, all jokes aside, rest in peace, oh, yes. man. That's a horrible yeah, fucking way to sad, die. It's a sad that's way. Sad. You know, that's that's really horrible that, that your, your parents are like, that they spoke you the way that they did yeah. at the uh, news conference. So yeah. it's like, um, but I hope that his death isn't in vain and it just goes oh, you that just... one night stands aren't yep. everything. And if you do not feel safe in the environment, um, I don't care how horny you are, or what you're into, like it, it's okay to turn around and leave. Like you're like live another day. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like his parents almost, it almost sounded like they didn't know he was, uh, he was gay, so yeah. yeah they're so like, they he had a darker him. side, but he, you know, he loved all the people he taught, but he had a darker side. And I'm like, like, did you, did you, like, was the grinder thing come here and let's eat people? Now, if it's, it says something like that, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, did, yeah. But it's grinder. Yeah, I can only if he was think... into eating people as well. Then I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. So real quick, Payne says he believes he agrees with us. He thinks he ate, he ate them, ate those other people and ground up. The uh, bones, and he says y'all shouldn't be laughing because y'all could be next. Then cannibals is out there, and they're like, no, he sold them out. 
But yeah, I'm I'm good. I got my yeah, wife. I'm not beating with anybody weird looking. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm good. Eat a dick. I'm not, oh my goodness. I'm not, I'm not trying to see what the with the, with the crazy woman's mouth do. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. We we've all heard the rule: never don't stick your dick in crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he said you don't got to meet for them dates talking about you can run into them that is true but I'm very oh, yeah, cautious when I run into people and who I invite and where I go so yep yep oh man I think that was a pretty good show folks wow we hit the two hour mark which is where I was suspecting I was suspecting us we usually try to go about an hour and a half but uh I want to say thank you to everybody for coming out and uh Roku thank you for being a guest on the show uh before we go can you tell the good folks uh you know your Twitter Facebook whatever you use for them to uh, maybe contact you at and uh give us a little bit of information and if you have anything like projects or anything that you want people to look at yeah let us know go ahead it's all yours anything sir. you want to promote um, well um um, my Instagram is just a literal, just whatever. <laughs> so like, what did you take an experience? Just the, 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 whatever it is that I'm doing at that moment. <clears throat> um, you can check me out at, on Instagram at J period, U period, nice underscore designs. Um, as far as my Twitter goes, um, at, uh, J U nice designs on Twitter. And if you just want to take and just see any any work that I've done as far as artwork goes, you can check me out on um, junice.artstation.com. Beyond that, nice. um, anything I'm working on will just pop. You'll you'll gradually just see stuff every now and just show up. One of them. Awesome, awesome. And Mr. Two Beards, my my co-host, thank you for having me back. For those who don't know, uh, me and Two Beards, every Tuesday usually do, uh, in our streaming same channel, we do a con versus Two Beards, where the uh, loser has to face a punishment. Last week, we had we heard the wonderful vocals of Two Beards, which will be available uh. on our YouTube, <laughs> YouTube folks which the link is down below uh it will be available on our youtube by saturday so you can listen and watch and see all that but go ahead mr two beers i'm glad to have you back this week we missed you last week thank you thank uh you. go thank ahead you. and give everybody all your uh contact information um if you want to hit me up on twitter it's um you can either look under uh scorpio report or bitsaki uh my instagram is also bitsaki I have not upgraded. I have not posted anything on my Instagram in almost a year. Blame your mother. Um, but other than that, like, uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I do plan on, uh, posting on it soon. Um, so yeah, you can hit me up there. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'll have more, I'll have more updates and more stuff popping off. Um, cause 2020 is going to be a great fucking year. That's the new mantra. Uh, so as soon as that stuff is actually up and running, I will start announcing it on this very podcast. 
Awesome, awesome. And I am your host, Khan. I am the founder of The Know. And for those who are in The Know, The Know stands for Know Nothing, Opinion on Everything. is the state of the internet where people who have no information or knowledge <laughs> on any subject but still feel the need to give and share their opinions. So it's a play off of that. So yes, I am the founder of The Know. You can find me on my YouTube and Twitch if you're listening live, you already know it is A-R-N as in Nancy, G-M, and that's for both YouTube and Twitch. And if you want to holler at me on the tweets, on the tweets, you can find me. If you want me to answer back, you can follow me at Mobies. And if you want to just uh, stay up to date to all the stuff that's happening on the show, it's at A-R-N Games, A-R-N Games. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, coming out. This podcast will be released on Spotify, Wooshka, and iTunes Monday morning. We will be following up. We're an episode behind on our delivery. So Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll also have uh, episode four uh, last week's show up for those. And as far as YouTube goes, for the YouTube version, well... I don't have any editors. So if, we, if you guys have editors, uh, let me know. Um, I will get the YouTube to you whenever I can get it to you because I am a busy person. But thank you once again, Roku, for coming out. Hopefully we can get you back on the show again in the future. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. No I, problem. I gladly, you know, come back and, and, and do this again. This was this was really like I would gladly do it. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. We all like to have fun here. And, uh, and thank you to all the people who stopped by, lurked, all that wonderful stuff. We love you, whether you hate us or not. And until our past cross again, wait, dude, two beers. We still don't have an outro, sir. I'm leaving yeah. that up to him. It's only you, sir, to give us an outro for our next show. We are way behind. Jeez, we definitely need one. <laughs> all right, everybody. Peace out and have fun. Enjoy the weekend. Peace. Peace.